March 23rd, 1775. Patrick Henry gives his famous Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech, uh, which is changed from the original Give Me Slightly Less Liberty But Please Don't Hurt Me. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest is returning favorite, uh, friend of the show, the wonderful Miriam Moreno, everyone. Yay! Yay! <laughs> You said friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Citation needed. Take that, libs. Uh, what? I don't know what. This is my new character. I'm. Uh, I hate it. Uh, so I'm much. 4chan Zach. Oh, no. No. It's been a while since we've recorded and I've gone through some changes. <laughs> changes where you just. Oh, God. Got worse. All around yeah. got worse. Oh um, god, you've gone Brian, you've gone from Brian butterfly has, back into a caterpillar. Yeah. Brian has also uh changed. He's now like teen YA novel about sick kids, Brian, who's <laughs> sick all the time. Yep. I have I've gone His straight death from, is like, imminent. <laughs> oh god. If only. No, I've gone yeah. straight from like stomach flu to uh very intense like cold or flu regular flu, I guess. Um uh, to now bronchitis, so yeah. You know, it to sounds like that that girl um, that had Munchausen. Munchausen oh yeah, it's like a Blanchard situation. Yeah, Blanchard. <laughs> but who's making you sick? Well, I live in Chicago, so it'd be Munchausen by distant proxy. Yeah, if that were the case. <laughs> yeah, Zach keeps mailing me like pies with weird things. Oh baked god. In them. Uh-huh. I, there's nothing baked in them. It just takes them two weeks to get to you and you still eat them. <laughs> and that's why you have polio now. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Uh, the P no, in polio is for pie. Previously, Brian and I had like a Jerry and George from Seinfeld relationship. And now it's more like a, a fault in our stars thing. Oh, where, God, where you're both dying. Yeah. And you can't touch. Or no, that's that new movie, Five that, Feet that's Apart. That's Rogue and Gambit, I think, actually. <laughs> no, yeah. Wait, Five feet apart. We also have a five feet apart relationship, but it's like (laughs) 1,000 miles apart. Yeah, 1,005 miles apart. Yeah. Wait, wait. I kind of don't want to know, but I feel like I need to. Who's Jerry and who's George in that situation? Well, you're clearly George. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck. I was thinking that, too. I, I mean, was like, he's George. They're all, they're no good options, really. I don't think Jerry's great, but you're clearly. Yeah, no. I'm (laughs) actually, I mean. I'm more cynical, but I also make fun of you more. <laughs> yeah, that's and really... George is usually the punchline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm more I'm George because of you. You make <laughs> yeah. me George. Yeah. The thing is, externally, you're George and I'm Jerry, but internally, you're <laughs> Jerry and I'm George. Yeah. <laughs> internally, I might be Kenny Banya. No. Oh God, Banya! <laughs> what is this? Is this a podcast? What do we do? Um, yeah, it's covering Seinfeld. Yeah. So, welcome to our Seinfeld podcast. Surviving. Um, <laughs> Comedians uh, and computers getting coffee. Uh, <laughs> yep. I lost fluffy shirt. Uh, Chinese waiting. Anyways. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> In this podcast, uh, we discuss a person or event from history. One uh, one person on the podcast gives a true account, uh, or I should say the government-sanctioned oh, account God. of that person or event from history. Another gives an alternate 
Uh, also, no less valid version of that person or account from history that can be as crazy as they want. It could involve Batman or Blade or Badgers or anything else that starts with a B. I was going to say. <laughs> Banya. Banya. Yeah. yeah, it could have Banya. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boomin. Um, right. Uh, other more Bennis. Bennis, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and at the end of the episode, we vote on which becomes the true history of this brilliant, blue, bullient, blue. brilliant, <laughs> beloved blue marble <laughs> going blue forward. <laughs> I said multiple things twice. But yeah. So that's the basic gist of the podcast. Um, we recently covered uh, Thomas Lay, the murderous Australian politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're a couple weeks behind, we have multiple results to give. The murderous Australian politician, Thomas Lay, who is reincarnated in that guy who got hit with an egg this week. Oh, uh, God. Or, <laughs> by the time you listen to this a few weeks ago, but the, the guy who well, was no, this is coming out castle. tomorrow. Yeah. This is actually Annie. our closest to live episode ever. <laughs> but uh, that the true story won out on that murderous, awful Australian politician. And in terms of Robert Smalls, the uh, the uh, man who was born a slave and stole a Confederate ship and won his freedom and stole his former, didn't steal, bought his former owner's home, the true history won out on that story as well. Uh, deservedly so. Robert yeah. Smalls is a, a good person. <laughs> so... <laughs> We don't always cover those, but last week and this week, last episode and this episode, we are covering good people, weirdly enough. Yeah, like, for this whole, like, Civil War, like, series, we're actually probably talking exclusively about good people, since we're talking about it, like, through the experience of black Americans, and instead of, like, Confederate generals. Uh, oh. and we're not going to throw one surprise Northerners. in there. One like super nice. racist founded, <laughs> whatever the name of the guy who founded the Ku Klux Klan was Forrester just uh, tossed Nathan in the Bedford middle forest. I, yeah. I mean, we could talk about him at some his point. His first name wasn't clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. What it was clues Klux Klan. It was originally Ku <laughs> Klux Forest. Yeah. No, we're uh true, but not entirely funny fact Ku Klux Klan is supposed to be the sound of like a rifle loading and getting jacked in like the magazine getting jacked into the cartridge I, had, I just had to do it like <laughs> oh Klux Klan god what fucking nerds Jesus what that's so yeah. stupid that could be wrong but that is what I've heard that's I the slogan of our podcast that yeah that could be <laughs> that could be wrong but that's what I've heard Wikipedia said so yeah um, but this week uh, we're not covering the Ku Klux Klan. No. We're covering the opposite of that. Sojourner <laughs> Truth. Oh, God. What an opening. Yeah. Ooh, doctor. Um, Sojourner not racist. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I believe Miriam has the true story. I do. And Brian has uh, the other equally valid. The other truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are ready, I think. Are you guys ready to jump into... The main topic this week? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Miriam, whenever you're ready with the uh, the official story, I should oh, say. Oh, God. Okay. 
So the last time I heard about Sojourner Truth, I was like nine, I want to say. And I remember she was an abolitionist and mostly I just assumed she was Southern, even though they told me she was born in New York. And then I went to Wikipedia (laughs) where I do my research all the time and they said she was born in New York. So I think it's just like this connection that everyone thinks mm-hmm. like people are born in the South all the time. Well, and <laughs> during that, this time, that's sort of that comes up with like her most famous well, speech oh, too. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll and get course, to that. African American peoples, like at this time <laughs> in the 1800s, like you kind of assume they're from the South because, like, that is where they had most of the slaves. And, yeah. You know, like that's just the reality of the world. That's where. Most of the African American people in a, in the country were at the time, but of course exactly. we forget about slavery in the north. Yeah, oh, yeah. you forget it all existed. of it had slavery. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These libs. Okay. But many many states by the time the Civil War had broken out, like had already ended slavery in, in the, the state. north. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she was born. She was actually born Isabella Bomfrey. Which I did not know. Mm. I probably knew when I was lying, but now I forgot. Um, <laughs> and she was born a slave. And in New York, she only knew Dutch, I guess. Or mm. was it Danish? Is that the same thing? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> different, but like, yeah, Dutch. You know, I you have you brain damage, you guys. I can't retain anything. Um, so yeah, she knew Dutch, and that was her first language. And then she was sold at the age of nine. Um, along with a couple sheep for a hundred dollars, wow. and yeah, so she's been traded around her whole life. That's, I mean, and being sold is already insulting enough. But it's so um, insulting. Oh my god, okay. it's like, weird to talk about now. Like I remember doing this in elementary school and just like, yeah, she was, you know, whatever. And now it's like, oh god, that's so yeah, awful. Like, so matter of fact. Yeah, so matter of fact. And a lot of this kind of sounds like what's going on now, and it's awful. I don't like it. Down with the white man. Uh, anyway, so Sojourna was <laughs> one of Anyways, 12. thank you for listening to Brian and I's podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, that just sounded two dollars tugging. Oh, God. Um, so she was born uh, one of 12 children, I guess. And let's see here. She spoke Dutch and she was sold around a lot, but like, I don't really remember to who or what, (laughs) like she was sold so much. And then she was actually raped by one of her slave owners. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're just jumping in. I had, I had a wheezy laugh for a moment and it was not about the story. (laughs) Brian was taking the picture. Yeah. During the part about being raped by the slave owner, and he's just <laughs> like fair, taking a selfie. Did not angle. plan on it happening that way. <laughs> I, I was just posting to the Instagram, uh, <laughs> trying to be an okay producer. Have some sensitivity, Brian. Sorry, okay. this is not the time for selfies. <laughs> so she she was raped by a slave owner, and then I think that son that was born, uh, well. I think, okay, she ended up running away mm-hmm. and being free and living with this um, family that 
bought her basically for $20 during the time where like, you know, they were going to be free in the North. Um, and so she like was sheltered there for a while. The, um, the thing I, I read earlier in getting ready for the alternate history, <laughs> it just has, it had a quote from her that I love because like the, the person she, she escaped from, uh, mm-hmm. had promised to give her freedom, uh, on like July 4th, 1826. Cause America yeah. was like 50 years old, uh, <laughs> which was okay. Uh, but then he didn't like he backed out. Uh, and so she Who could have seen that coming. Yeah, right. From so a slave es- owner, she escaped. But later, she said, uh, "Quote: uh, I did not run away because I felt that would be immoral. Uh, so I walked away, thinking that would be fine." Yeah, like <laughs> which was does that was literally like, mean I, she walked away? Favorite. I I don't that's, know. That's yeah. like, but that's so. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> that's amazing because like. I have jobs that I can actually quit legally, and I always <laughs> run away. I never run away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I quit. Bye. Bye. I can't use you as a reference anymore. <laughs> um, you couldn't before. Don't worry. <laughs> so, she, mean, yeah. so she left. She escaped to freedom and with one daughter, but she had to leave her other kids. And um, so she was living with this family and they helped her out. And then she learned that her son that was born in from the rape case, trigger warning, <laughs> rape. Um, but she, she learned that he was sold to a different family, which was illegal, even more illegal than being sold as a person. I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't yeah. realize there were... Yeah, because he had been- there's legalities to like you can't sell him because he's part of this family. It's so weird. Well, because he had been born I- free, I think, um, just because okay. of the timing. But yeah. he was like, yeah, but he was sold off to like, a different family. So regulation she, like, on slavery yeah, is like insane. the ultimate polishing a turd thing I've yeah. ever. Oh heard. yeah, it's so it's such bullshit. And the whole fact that like they had to wait a year because the. The law was going to turn in a year. It's like, okay, but so you acknowledge that these are still people that need to be free and you're still like, but let's wait a year and get some more yeah, labor. Like, like what? <laughs> Whatever. Slavery, racism is crazy, you guys. I can't even I right think now. Mitch McConnell, that sounds like something Mitch McConnell came up with. To yeah, be honest yeah. With you. Like the most bad faith <laughs> shit that I've ever heard of. <laughs> so... She took them to court, basically, and won her child back, which I didn't even think, honestly, that she could do or win. That's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. That was the first time anyone had successfully, yeah, any yeah, yeah. person of color had successfully sued a white person. Yeah. Oh, which wow. is yeah. super dope. For freedom, I believe. I yeah. don't know if there were any like other cases. Probably not. I doubt Probably, it. Probably <laughs> not a lot. <Yeah. laughs> name, name a time. I'll wait. Um... <laughs> But so then she got super religious and became really Christian and she moved to New York City and she worked as a housekeeper for a couple people. I thought this was kind of funny on Wikipedia. Not funny. Not funny at all. But she <laughs> she uh, befriended this That's, like. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and edit Wikipedia right now. <laughs> 
to have your review at the top. Funny. <laughs> but not funny at all. <laughs> so she befriended this other like cleaning late, like housekeeper. They're called housekeepers. Um, this other housekeeper. And she, it says, uh, who claims she had once been enslaved by George Washington like a slave to celebrities or something like that's so weird to put in this article i think that's it's i don't know I the was worst kind of tabloid magazine of the time <laughs> yeah slave to celebrities. <laughs> the inside Sports. scoop yeah. <laughs> of george washington that pervert um and so <laughs> let's see yep. And then she got really religious and she became a Methodist. And then that's when she turned her name from um, Belle to Sojourner Truth because she said, God was speaking through her. She said, the spirit calls me and I must go. And so she went around traveling and preaching about abolition of slavery and women's rights. Like um, she was a big part of the suffragette suffragettes. Uh, mm-hmm. But not really associated with that, I think, because she kind of called him out. Yeah. So. Because, like, that was, like, dawning phase of <laughs> white feminism. And I oh, also yeah. realize a white male make, saying anything about white feminism is the fucking worst. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's fine. You're acknowledging it. That's half the battle. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh, man, if only. <laughs> and then. The rest of the battle is Molotov cocktails, everyone. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm cutting that out. (laughs) Let's see. So she was traveling around. She became buddies with Frederick Douglass, which I hear super chill. Don't. (laughs) That's what I'm that's what I'm going to put on his Wikipedia page. Frederick Douglass. Super super chill. chill. Citation. They called him Fundrick Douglass. (laughs) Super chill abolitionist. Um, Sojourner Truth. Funny. Frederick Douglass. Super chill. Super chill. Just a couple of people you want to hang out with. Who's the bad boy? Who's the cute one? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who's, who's sporty, sporty. Who's sporty. <laughs> <laughs> um so i thought this was kind of cool she um met she met up or like she joined this group the northampton association of education and industry in massachusetts and it was a bunch of abolitionists and um pacifists and they like basically ran this like i think it was like a farm where they raised livestock and um they tried to be like self-sustaining but then they it didn't work out and they're like okay bye like just for like four years let's hang out and then it didn't work out so then they all kept being abolitionists somewhere else which it sounds like a cool place to live honestly mm. in their little community but i guess they weren't making money um <laughs> yeah you gotta make money from being an abolitionist <laughs> oh no <laughs> But then she was traveling around. She went to the Ohio Women's Rights Convention in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Um, Who's from there? Is LeBron from there? No. (laughs) Who's the famous? He moved. Like LeBron went to Ohio. Oh no! No, he grew up in Akron. Oh, he did. Okay. Holy shit! I am genuinely shocked you know that off the top of your head. As am I. Brian or me? Because you should should be shocked. Anyone in this conversation. (laughs) Akron is where LeBron played baseball. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I almost know the name of his high school. What's happening to me? What? All right. So that is where. So she was uh, part of this like women's rights convention in Ohio. And that's where she gave her famous I ain't. 
an Iowa woman's speech. And right. um, something crazy that infuriated me so much about this, and I know, Brian, you probably did too. Um, so, like, she couldn't write. So I think she just gave the speech off the top of her head, and it was, like, very moving, very powerful. Everyone was there, very supportive. And so a month later, um, an article came out, and it was like, oh, this isn't verbatim. We're just letting you guys know. Like, we're being straight up. And (laughs) they didn't say that, but they were like, (laughs) we're being straight up. This is just what we remember about the speech. So they, they like, um, quoted her speech, and it was very powerful, and it was like, I'm a woman, you're talking about these other women that they deserve um, all these good things, but you don't see me that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then this article, this other version of her um, speech came out five years later, I think. You guys can stop me if I'm wrong. No, I, I'm just amazed by <laughs> the initial reporting on this speech sounds semi-accurate right yeah semi-accurate it was very eloquent this is a speech that was not written down by the speechwriter it was not written down by the people listening it was reported a week later and it was somewhat accurately reported yeah and now we live in a time (laughs) where there's a video of people saying things constantly and people just are always like they didn't say that yeah yeah, (laughs) even when there's video (laughs) yeah they can you can deny a fucking video uh, um, so then this version comes out like five years later and it's so inaccurate and it's just so insulting. It's, I read it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically it's talking, it like paints a picture. It's like everyone didn't want her to talk and everyone hated her and they were like, you're a man. Why do you have all this? Like, um, what's it called when you have self-esteem? Like high self-esteem? Confidence. Why would I ask you? Much like the Akron, Ohio thing. This is the wrong group of people. This is the wrong group of people. So amazed I knew LeBron. No fucking chance. Confidence. Yeah. So she had a lot of confidence. That's what high self esteem is. Um, I wouldn't know either. (laughs) And it's good that you told that to our listeners also because (laughs) they might not know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't. Um, they were like, oh, who is this person? She she has so much confidence. She must be a man. So they just kind of ran with that. They, um, I tried to read some of this, and it's awful. And I don't even want to read it out loud. Yeah, should I? No, I shouldn't. No, I should. Could you give a Cliff Notes-ish? <laughs> it's, okay, so basically they repeat the part where she says, ain't I a woman, like, 10 times in the inaccurate speech, um, just kind of emphasizing, I don't know, sexism. I don't really know what they were trying to achieve with that. But in the initial one, she only said it once. Like, and if she said it at all, they they think she didn't even say it at all. Mm -hmm. But in the second one, or the bad one, she had, like, terrible... Like language and oh, so they wrote like, it in like racist sort racist, of racist southern. Like they made her sound southern like and yeah, yeah drawn yeah. out and a lot of uses of the n word. Which in the first one there was no use of the n word, and then the second one there is a lot, and it's just like she's talking like she, I don't know, 
just very terrible. And it doesn't make any sense because yeah. she was born Definitely in New York. <laughs> She's don't never read that because yeah. as far as I'm aware, so far this podcast is N-word free, and I'd prefer <laughs> to keep it that way. No, I'm not gonna yes. I'm not gonna read that. Oh no. Um, we yes, have a prefer, we have a little sign yes, here that says that way. 80 episodes without the N-word, and I'd I'd hate to I'd hate to roll Zach, it back. I think this is like Tune in for more. So let's, <laughs> oh, let's Well, episode six was a rough one then. Oh no. <laughs> Zoinks. Okay. Um, but that's basically the difference of the two. Mm-hmm. And it was just I think it was to paint a picture of like slaves even if they were freed they're uneducated and they are lesser than and she's crazy for thinking she could even talk in front of these people like it was just some Mm. fucking bullshit and i don't know it was very angering i was very mad yeah um but that's her famous speech and i'm really upset that we'll never know what she really said and i'm sure it was very moving because then she got like a touring deal from it. Um, it wasn't actually like a touring yeah, deal. <laughs> yeah, she she's got opening to... for 21 pilots, I think. <laughs> no. <laughs> she got to like travel and give more speeches. And um, she was always just, you know, championing for women's equality and not just for white women. Obviously she was very mm-hmm. outspoken about black women and, Obviously, like, women of color always have to carry the brunt of feminism and inclusivity. And <sighs> did you guys really want me on here? Because I'm angry. <laughs> I, I mean, the only reason that Roy Moore is not a senator right now is because of women of color. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Jesus fucking Christ. But she's a super cool lady. And she was an abolitionist, super badass. And she championed for women's rights. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got from that. Cool. Not that that's not enough. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Miriam, thank you. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Yeah, Uh, Brian, you, uh, of course... Have to tell the alternate version of a very inspiring person. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to make a joke out of the life of a person who is clearly <laughs> great and inspiring and is taught about to this day. So I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. All she's, right, let's she's take a crack a at this. She's got a statue, too. Um, <laughs> so, look, Sojourner's tr- Sojourner Truth's story is, like, true. That it, And I'm not going to... Th- do anything to upset that notion right now. So you um, you you do you acquit yourself. You you secede from the, you do not no, engage. No, th- let's not use that word uh, right now. Um, well, uh, but I'm just uh, I want to talk about just a little known uh, fact and a little known way she experienced things uh, because uh, Sojourner Truth has come unstuck in time. 
uh, which is the first thing you need to know. There's six English majors listening to this right now who are <laughs> loving it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We all fucking read Slaughterhouse Five. Don't act like you're up your own ass. Oh, I, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, did I apologize that. for that. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't tell if the look in Zach's face was disdain or just, like, not... That was... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, it happened when she was uh, on the road to New Paltz, New York, after she had escaped. Uh, that was the first time. And so, there was a brief flash, and she saw herself uh, standing in a courtroom uh, in front of a, a panel of judges. Uh, and then, just... It was the briefest vision, and she was back on her original timeline. Um, the second one, she uh, she was in so Washington. Can I guess as we go? Yeah. Um, I need a hill? I'm is, this like a, is this like a That's So Raven situation? I've I'm never guessing it's probably not Blasey <laughs> I'm guessing Anita Hill instead of Blasey Ford. Oh, no. I was going with her actual court case. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like she's unstuck on her own timeline at this point. Oh, okay. She's on her own timeline. Yeah. My mistake. My mistake. Um, There's a weird thing at the end, but we'll see. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, Why am I doing that? I have no time to edit this episode. (laughs) Um, So another flash, and she's in Washington, D.C., riding a streetcar full of white people, Uh, which she did when, uh, actually, another flash, Abraham Lincoln invited her to the White House. Uh, in 1864, where, according to the, also, side note, according to the article I read, he made a point to show her a Bible given to him by African Americans in Baltimore, um, which he presumably followed by saying, like, pretty cool, right? (laughs) Um, So, Flash, she's back in the present. uh, And then another Flash, she's on stage uh, speaking to a, a crowd of white men and women that are largely appreciative, and there's a reporter in the front row taking notes she can't make out what she's saying she just sees the sees the vision uh flashback um she's back in the white house with abraham lincoln uh and he's taken out his guitar and he's playing some of the songs he wrote (laughs) uh some things he's been working on you know famous Um, quote attributed to abraham lincoln quote so anyways here's wonderwall yeah (laughs) abraham lincoln (laughs) um that's how he ended the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> so anyway, here's his second inaugural was like, what, champagne supernova in the sky? Um, that is a good follow-up. <laughs> oh, that's a different song. Yeah. God damn it. It's a different band, I believe. <laughs> no, it's that band. Is it? Is yeah. it also Oasis? Okay. Champagne supernova in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, I listened where to were fucking and where were that high? band. What's that band called? Oasis. Oasis. Uh, uh, so she uh, she sees herself <laughs> speaking in churches all around the country, uh, which she did. She went uh, north, south, um, preaching uh, and like speaking about equality. Um, and then another flash, she's reading uh, the reporter's transcript five years later. Uh, and finding it uh, not what she said at all and very, very insulting. Um, <laughs> and another flash, Abraham Lincoln's gazing at her very earnestly and just asking, I'm doing okay, right? Uh, another uh, another flash, uh, she's crumpling up the newspaper and making a vow that people will never forget that uh, the sin of slavery in both the North and the South. Um, never. And 
finally, uh, there's a great flash, and she finds herself uh, preaching again, but she's in uh, a modern-day megachurch. Uh, and she, uh, she doesn't know what's going on, but she absorbs the power of the megachurch and becomes mega-sojourner truth. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she... Uh, <laughs> she's So she's in... Modern day famous scams, a mega church, one of the most scammy places on the earth. I'm not saying she liked it. I'm saying she absorbed its power uh, <laughs> just by sheer proximity. Um, and so she becomes uh, mega sojourner truth and she rises every few years to show America the error of its ways. Um, which I was mean, more of a Godzilla thing when I was writing it, but I was also on a bunch of Dayquil. Oh, so. Because no. <laughs> of the polio. Yeah. But. I just feel like at Omega Church, they have a really good PA system. This mm-hmm. could really benefit her. She's a traveling speaker. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And honestly, like traveling speakers at Omega Churches make so much money. They do make so Shout much money. Shout out to John Christ, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, that guy. To be fair. He um, wouldn't let people in his church during the <laughs> Texas flood, right? Oh. That was him. Was that him? Not, yeah, not, he was like, oh, I don't want to mess it up. I thought you were oh, talking no, about that's Joel Osteen. That's Joel Osteen. John Chris was the comedian who used to do oh, Christmas yeah. Mike. So, yeah, the actual people who run mega churches are almost always scam artists oh, who yeah. no, uh, steal money from their patrons. John Christ is a Christian comedian who is a nice person and, as far as I know, has never scammed anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mega churches suck balls. Oh, was he? I know we booked that for some reason. Yeah, mega churches suck balls and fuck Colorado Springs as a whole. Yeah, for their whole. Focus <laughs> Not on saying the she liked being there. Church. Saying it was just an accident of the timeline and Dayquil. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's uh, the alternate history of Sojourner Truth. I mean, that's just as good as the story I told. (laughs) Mine, he was like better organized. I don't know that that's kind of. I kind I wrote things down on a page, then picked them out at random. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Before we uh, before we move on to judgment, listeners, uh, just want to say if you want to interact with us, you know, you can. <laughs> visit us at revisionistpodcast.com uh, or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just search Revisionist Podcast, uh, the Revisionist yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, we're also starting a mega church. Mm-hmm. So if you want to contribute to our mega church to save your own soul, mm-hmm. uh, please go to our Patreon. <laughs> and for the for a mere $10 a month, you can guaranteed get into heaven. So yeah. it's actually 10% of their income. Guaranteed. It's supposed to be 10% of their income. Let's do that. Let's yeah, do let's 10% do that. of your yeah, Actually with our with our listenership, let's do $10 cuz I think that's more. <laughs> that might be more than that. <laughs> yeah, give us whatever drink tickets you've earned over Whichever the course of the week. Whichever is greater. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just like slip us a chicken sandwich out the back door every now and then, that'd be Yeah. super. Um Perfect. Uh, we do we need also that protein. Yeah, gotta get that prot. Um, we uh, we still do have a few Jeff Tice design shirts left. Uh, hit us up about it. Revisionistpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and tell us I'd, your size, I guess, and give us ten dollars. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> you know what? Go to iTunes 
and mm-hmm. write a written review and tell us your t-shirt size. Yeah, actually, honestly, uh, I'll give a t-shirt to anyone who writes a review in the next the next like five reviews. What is this called? Uh, gonna, the revisionist. I'm, log- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I could just give you one like right now. I'm gonna log um, into my iTunes right now. It's uh, complicated because you probably don't want to write your address on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> That's but if you thing. follow, if you send a follow-up email, yeah, yes, that. Um, well, uh, well, Miriam's uh, getting her T-shirt. Um, I just want to say, uh, Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, along with such shows as Motherfucker in a Cape, uh, which is a really great show hosted by R. Allen Brooks, uh, who is uh, the creator of the Burning Metronome, which is a great graphic novel. Um, it's a show that examines geek culture uh, through the lens of marginalized groups, uh, and it's really fantastic. Uh, they record live so, at Mutiny. Obviously, the Captain Marvel episode was great, and there was no controversy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still haven't seen Captain Marvel. You haven't? I actually liked it. Wait, what was the consensus? Well, Do people hate it? No, uh, well, certain white men hate it. Before seeing it. Yeah, of course. Much like Black Panther and Wonder Woman. Oh my god, I loved Black Panther. I hated Wonder Woman. It was like... It was the best of the DC movies, for sure. I have seen Captain Marvel. I don't even... uh, It's good. It's fine. It's not great. Um, Mm. But it's, 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 you know, a standard origin story. It's making a lot of money because it turns out... Making movies about women and or marginalized people is really successful because those people want to see themselves in those roles. Isn't that so crazy? Um, <laughs> wait, so you didn't like Captain Marvel? Which um, no, 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 I liked which it. Which woman did you I just hate didn't in love it? it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> which woman oh, did which... you hate? <laughs> was it Maria or was it the Captain Marvel? Oh, uh... Yeah, that confused me, too. I could give a spoiler version. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Marvel. Okay, it's been two weeks. If you haven't seen it by now, you're not going to see it. You <laughs> got to get in now. Annette Bening plays a protagonist and an antagonist, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. She plays two characters. Much <laughs> like in all her movies. Yeah. <laughs> um... I am going to see that over spring break. Hopefully that and us. Um, oh my God. I saw us today. You yeah, did? I was going to ask if that's the movie you came out of when we were Wait, talking earlier. Wait, is Chicago two days ahead? No. No, <laughs> oh. no it's out. No. It's out here. It's <laughs> Chicago is not, Chicago's not on the astral plane. Oh, it's, it's the 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we are. We are on the astral plane. Um, we exist two days ahead. That Mueller report, guys. <laughs> Lower them expectations. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> uh, um, wait, so did you... I mean, this is extremely off topic, and I'm, again, not editing this episode, but how do you feel about us? <laughs> yeah, did you uh, like it? Were you I scared? enjoyed it. I think the intent of it initially coming out of the theater is less clear to me than Get Out. Mm-hmm. It's more of a pure horror movie than Get Out is. Oh, my God. Um, you should read the Rolling Stone article uh, with... Um, What's his name? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele on the cover because he talks about how he stepped away from the blatant race thing. And then he was like, oh, I just want to be a horror movie maker. Yeah, and so it feels I think, more like a straight horror movie. Well, that's cool that he yeah. achieved that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why the, you gotta the, make think, it about race, Zach? <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's a little less social commentary yeah. <laughs> in us than there was in uh, Get Out. Yeah. Get uh, out of here. Was that doesn't really make good. it necessarily inferior. It's like, but it's still an extremely well-made movie. Yeah. Were you scared? Was it scary? I I have watched horror movies okay. every day since I was He's 11 years old. He's yeah. a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> so, so no, I was not scared. <laughs> Oh, look how brave Zach oh, is. Oh, he's so brave. What a big boy. No, that's sorry. That was unne- that was unnecessary. No, bullying brings oh. people together. You know, people don't talk no, about that's... this <laughs> enough. Oh my god, I've become the Jerry. No, actually, it's fully fair because 99.9% of George. the time this podcast is me bullying Brian. <laughs> and I'm willing to admit that. I bully him all the time. <laughs> so it's oh, got no. I, I just a smile I on your face as some you of my say own medicine. That. I'm on your the side. The smile right. on your face as you say that is its own yeah. form of bullying to me. Yeah. Like you get off on it and it shows. <laughs> yeah, it feels good though. <laughs> uh, so uh Miriam, you're yeah. a fantastic, fantastic comic. Oh my god, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh do you have any shows coming up you wanna talk about? I have Comedy Super Jam mm. next week. Um, I used to host it. Now I'm not hosting it because I didn't want to anymore. Yeah, that's completely <laughs> Hosting fair. is so exhausting. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need my one Friday a month. Free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure. it's a super dope show at Mutiny Info Cafe. Um, I don't run it anymore, but you should go support it because it's so fun. Mm-hmm. George is great. She's a great uh, host. Yeah. And I don't know, uh, you could cut this, Brian, if you don't want it said, but congratulations to oh, yeah. my legit friend, Brian, for getting married. Oh, my God. This yeah. Episode and the past episode. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Yay. Yeah. Brian, uh, very he just, he quietly and suddenly the, got yeah. married. He just yeah. dropped that in the group chat, like, "Oh, hey, I- I'm sorry, I couldn't make it tonight. I got married." That's like that was so. that's like the ultimate power move I've discovered. Is <laughs> yeah. The thing. yeah. Um, no, thank you. Um, sorry like, for not having an episode last week. We had a major life event, <laughs> event and yeah. also Brian has been sick ever since. <laughs> I've I've I celebrated getting married in the traditional Flynn manner of becoming yeah. deathly ill. Oh god. The honeymoon <laughs> was injecting himself with bronchitis. Yeah. Bronchitis disease. Yeah. yeah, just like doing lines of bronchitis. <laughs> just like it's the eighties all over again, baby. Yeah. Um I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh but no, yeah, thank you. Uh it was great. Yeah. And it's very much still sinking in for me. Um, but well, yeah. it was so chill. You didn't get a big transition, you know? That's the thing, yeah. 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 Um, and so. Now you have to... The cats are both of your responsibilities now? Yep. Were they not before? I mean, one one was more my wife's cat uh, than mine. My wife. More. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and get used to it, Brian. You're yeah. Borat forever. Yeah, now. you're Borat forever now. I mean, I made the vow. Me and um, my wife have cats. And of course, uh, the other cat was more mine than my wife's. Um, yeah. I got to work on it. Yeah, um, I'm still you're learning. terrible at <laughs> Well, that's cool. Now you have two kids instead of one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we didn't like, I didn't only scoop my cat's poop. Like it was, it was a joint. They were shared cats already. I don't know. That's the kind of George, beta cuck move that gets yeah, you married, Brian. I don't know. That's a George move to just scoop up 
your cat's poop, that's even like, though you both look okay, that's a That's legit a classic George move. <laughs> yeah. I can see Jerry pulling that, too. Jerry mm-hmm. would leave her. Yeah, he yeah Jerry. scoop up the poop. Yeah. I don't want to scoop up the poop. That's how Neither of them would have that a cat, is worse than your Bora impressions. impressions. <laughs> hey, I want to scoop up the poop. <laughs> hey, it's a me, a Charlton Heston. Yeah. Terrible. Wait, that's not even who I was. No, you were doing Jerry Seinfeld. I was going for Christopher Walken. <laughs> what? I love the guns. I'm a Charlton Heston. I did not get Christopher Walken from that at yeah, all. This is a Christopher Walken. Yeah. Okay. Everything's I'm, Italian. I'm Charlton Heston or John Wayne. I'm a problematic <laughs> because I'm a star from before 1990. It's Anyone me. except Paul Newman. Hey, Ronald Reagan, forget about it. <laughs> you sound like Brad Galley. He only can do Italian. Hey, soprano Brad What's up? This is... I'm Brad Galley. This is Brad, Brad Galley. Galley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a long outro on this Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Anyway, goodbye. Wait, we still <laughs> got to do the final judgment. <laughs> you and guys wait. don't cut it like that? <laughs> Zach, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no, I'm good this week. Um, let's, let's as for me, for me, I uh, co-host Queen City Companion with my wife uh the next one's gonna be april 4th uh at mutiny information cafe uh also my wife uh publishes cherry magazine which is making its return from hiatus uh as an online publication brian you just got married (laughs) just for once give a real full-throated my wife just so you can say you did it Wait, what are you plugging first? I don't, know that I, can, I don't know that I can do anything. What are you guys doing soul. tomorrow? Me and it my wife. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's good. It's just matter that you, you did it out. once. My wife. Oh, God, that's so bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. But you tried, and that's what matters. <laughs> Thank it you. And like in marriage, in trying is what matters. My wife. <laughs> Uh-huh. was with me the night of the murder <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to testify against my, my wife <laughs> uh, God. It, is, it is though very bad yeah, yeah. it's really bad <laughs> uh, Cherry Magazine so look for that um, yeah I, I think that takes us to judgments you know <laughs> so Brian's story was basically the ma- the real story, but then he like Quentin Tarantino'd it. He did oh, like I a memento that. version. With the cuts and the flashbacks. Yeah, like, oh, it's not chronological anymore. Hey, it's 1994. <laughs> okay, we- to his credit, it is really hard to, you know, make a fantasy out of an abolitionist <laughs> <agree>. story. <laughs> I had to do the alternate history about Robert Smalls last time. <laughs> and you know what? I lost. And you know what? It was the that's, right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, that's fair. And today, <laughs> the right thing to do, her name is Sojona Truth. You know? Truth. You gotta go with the truth. <laughs> on the it takes so long to say that. Her name was Sojona like something. slammed on the brakes a yeah. little bit just to hit us with that term. Yeah. Which... The right decision, yeah, also. Definitely Miriam, the right decision. No, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to give you fucking your 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 no. alt editing. Like, <laughs> oh, anybody can be an an extreme '90s director now if we just switch up the Why timeline. Is, I was going for a Vonnegut thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Vonnegut did it well, but 
Yeah. You're not Vonnegut. Not you, not you, Brian. How dare you? I'm not Borat nor Vonnegut. <laughs> Congratulations on getting married. You're no Vonnegut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got your card. Uh, but I think that'll do it for this episode. Yay. <laughs> uh, Zach, thank you. Thanks yeah, for having me course. on, guys. I'm sorry. Of course. I'm sorry for being mean. No, that's fine. <laughs> Congratulations uh, on getting married. It would. Thank you. It would feel very unfamiliar if it, if I wasn't abusing myself or receiving abuse. Oh God. Um, oh God. Miriam, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, for everyone here at the Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. All right. Is that how you end? My wife. <laughs> My wife. You sound like a 70s porn huckster or something. (laughs) 